Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm Crystal Crawford, and I invite you to a deep exploration of the tools of access consciousness and a totally different way of being. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. Oh my God. Okay, so if you're brand new to me, I do this every week. So the show is always going to have a topic. Today, we're going to run around the topic of if you didn't need, what would you lose? Which I have a feeling is going to be one of the least attended live shows because it doesn't seem relevant, but I'm going to show you how it is. And then you're also going to get a little bit of a state of the union about me because it's because. So as of the recording of this show, I am now living in Atlanta, Georgia. And if you are watching the video, hi, this is one of the corporate rentals that we are using to get settled here. As you know, if you've been paying attention, I've been living abroad in Colombia and before that Panama for the last two years. Hi, Sandra. Nice to see you. If you guys are live, say hi. And, um, Probably six weeks ago, got really clear that that wasn't working for me and I wanted to move forward into North America. So we're here now. And Andres is here. He actually found a gig that he can start working at right away. And um, and that's going really well. That started today. So really, since we've chosen to move, our whole life has gotten so much easier and Pardon me. I've just been running around like a crazy person today, you know, getting all the things that you need to organize when you do an international move organized. So uh, that's the State of the Union. It is also my birthday tomorrow. So um, you're going to be invited to actually a 35% off sale for the whole shop. So you can go to crystaljoycrawford.com store and shop the entirety of all the shops. I think I have like five different shops in there. And with that out of the way, let's dive into if you didn't need, what would you lose? Okay. You know, it's funny. I came up with this title and then put everything together. And at the time I had a really strong idea of it. And then as I let it go and I was just doing my life, I was like, what did I mean by this? What did I want to look at? There have been multiple things lately where I've been looking at the difference between need from needy and need from need and tug. I'm not going to be able to do this 100% justice, but, but I think this is important. I talk to a lot of people that will tell me that they can or cannot do something because of money. And maybe that's you right now. Um, I've been in that position as well. I've also been in the position, so I've been in two positions with money. I've been in the very clear position that I don't have the cash right now and I'm not choosing it. But prior to that, I was, I chose the energy of, I don't have any money and I need money. And so I've been looking at what need creates with money. I've been looking at what need creates with relationships. And I've kind I've been looking a lot at this in regards to the big five. And if you guys are, if you've been around and you know, access consciousness and you know me, you know that we are always adding to the conversation, Right. Gary and Dane, who are the co-founders and co-creators of Access Consciousness, are always looking at what are the big kind of boulders that we are all generally dealing with that keep limitation in place. You guys heard that you're an infinite being with infinite choice and infinite possibilities. That's really great head information, but until you work it down into your life, it, it doesn't 
affect anything. Okay. And that is something to work down into your life. That's a, that's a space and a reality that you can choose to live from is infinite being. Infinite being just has infinite choice. They don't do need. They don't do worry. I'm going to use they for a second. You know, there's no stress in infinite being. There's no, there's none of the energies that we get really stuck on or wrapped around a tree with are existent in infinite being. You have to invent those energies. So with this big five conversation, there's five elements that essentially keep us stuck in anything. And it, it starts with a presumption about something. And again, most of these presumptions that we have are completely unconscious. They feel so much like the way it is that we'd never question them. So it's just the things we kind of have to work around, or it's just the way it is, or, you know, it's just, there's nothing we can do about it. All of those things are presumptive reality. Now, there are some things that just are what it is, but those have a lightness and a space to them. The presumptions are always kind of sticky and heavy. Now, the, then to hold a presumption in place, you have to have a reaction, a reactive reality to prove the presumption. So this is where my this is where I got really looking at need, because what holds a reactive reality in place is need. And then there's the third element of the big five, which is the reactive response systems. But guess what holds those in place? Need. So the only thing that holds anything in place is need, the need of it. And this really kind of started sticking out to me. I went to South Africa. I facilitated a foundation and a body process class. It was a miracle. If you guys haven't gotten yourself into the new foundation, I would run, not walk. Um, and so, so there's a lot of conversations around this. And, and it just kept hitting me in the face that the only thing that sticks anything in place is need. So let me give you an example from my life in the relationship. So the other day, we have changed so much, by the way, Andres and I, we are so much more ourselves. He is so much more him. I'm so much more me. Our dynamic is different and we still have moments. And so the other day, I, I don't know, something happened. We went to the bank. We were doing something bankish and he had a moment where he wasn't necessarily himself. And I had a reactive reality to his moment. So I'm looking at this and I didn't let it go. I didn't let it go. I didn't let it go for like 36 hours. And my need, and, and this is why I'm talking about this, my need and the reason why, okay, so need always has a reason why I didn't want to let it go was because underneath it all, I believed, here's the presumptive reality, that if I didn't hang on to this, and work it out and discover why it was occurring, any recognition here about what you might do, that it would happen again and it wasn't and it wasn't okay. So there was a whole string of things, this string of things, right? This is the big five string that were going on that felt correct to me. And, and this is the insidious part about the things that we hold on to is they feel right. So neat. So probably 10 hours after that what you know Andres is really brilliant he gives me my space when I have a moment like that which is great even though I don't like it but I like it you know how that goes I came back in and I said you know hey let's you want to revisit so one of the things he said that at the at the moment he said it I didn't think was that profound was he's like I don't really see why we can't like get into a pinch 
like that and then just move on past it. I don't see why it has to drag on for 36 hours. And he didn't say it exactly like that, but that that was exactly what he said. And for the first time, I really heard him. Now, here's the thing about when you receive something that's really true, it changes you. So it sunk in. And I really looked at this because I was like, yeah, for what reason would I not just move past something that I need? For what reason? And I looked at it and I was like, well, it's the need of it. But for what reason do I need it? So if you looked backwards behind the need, it was because, and here's my reason, right? Here's the presumptive reality. Because if we don't look at this, then fill in the blank. Now I could track that point of view all the way back to my childhood, all the way back to my mom. So, so when I looked at the energy of having something sticky between us, let's, you know, just take the relationship example for, for a minute and then just moving past it, what I realized that that hit, like, why not do that? That sounds easy. That actually sounds easier. You get insane for a second and then you move on, right? Insane for a second, move on. Well, in my family, that's not what you do. You get insane for a second and then you talk about it and you work it out and you, and you know, and I thought I was past all that, but clearly I'm still doing that and who cares? Here I am, right? Like, so So you get insane for a minute and then you move on. Well, that sounds like living, right? Like that sounds like if we we take money and we put money into the picture instead of a relationship, like we get insane for a minute and then we move on, right? Every time money starts working, we've moved on out of our insanity. When it's really, really hard, it's when we're deep in the throes of our insanity and we aren't moving on because we need something. And most of us think that we need money. But what we really require, and that's is where I'm going to start to use need and require interchangeably, is ourselves, because that's what makes money work, is the demand we make of ourselves, the, the way we move on. So, so I'm sitting with this thing of like, we get insane for a minute, and then we move on. And I let that energy affect me. Now, this was interesting. Because as I was sitting there looking at what it would be like to get insane and move on, what hit me was, I believed was my presumptive reality and why I wouldn't do that. Okay. It was like, but if I do that, then some, here's the presumption, some very important things will go unaddressed. And if I don't address these things, there is inevitable disaster. Okay. Now that always, that was all unconscious, but that unconscious presumption was running the show. That was running my show. That was why I needed to react to this thing. And and this thing has shown up in multiple different ways over the last three years. This thing has been the thing that I have reacted to, essentially. There's been two two big energies that I've reacted to. And this was one of them. And so I finally, the other day, got to the presumption underneath it. If I don't pay attention to this, then disaster. Then I looked at it and I was like, is this mine? Nope, that's not mine. It's not mine. So what I'm what I'm really playing with now is that is allowing that possible. So what Andres put um, accidentally invited me to was a new possibility, a new choice of, hey, we get into an insane moment and then we move on and then we get into an insane moment. So what I did was I allowed that new possibility to 
I played that out into the past and into the future. Like, what would this be like if I allowed us to get insane for a minute and move on? And so it started to change the future. Now, this is what starts to happen when you allow something in energetically and you go, whoa, yes to that. And then what starts to occur is this generation of a hundred million different possible choices that you could make from that new possibility. And one of the possibilities that emerged was the creation of this conversation. Because I don't think we get how much need pulls in what we say we don't want. So let's take Let's take money as an example. Whoa, gosh, I just went like 82 different directions with that. Pulls in what we say we don't want. When you need to react to prove a point, how does that go? Does it create, where does the ease come from? Does it come from that moment where you need to react and prove a point? Or does it come after when your space and you're sorry for what you said. And you're like, how can we, you know, work what else is possible, right? Is that usually in a relationship scenario where the ease comes from? Like it usually doesn't come from the moment where you're like, I need to react to prove this point. At that moment, you you are inventing massive difficulty, right? The other person has no choice but to go into reaction because you're reacting And if they don't give you the reactive reality that you want, then you go deeper into reaction. So here you go with the big five, right? You're just stuck. That's the formula for stuck. So the need pulls in more of itself. It pulls in more stuckness. If, on the other hand, we play with Andres' possibility, which is like, okay, I got insane for a second. Shit happens. What's next? then we have different choices available because then everything, let's say he's being insane for a second, right? Let's just put him, let's just throw him under the bus for a minute. So let's say he's insane for a second. Then he's insane for a second. Uh, That's just interesting. I move on because insanity is not real. Judgment's not real. I know it will pass and I'm not going to let his insanity derail my ease. All of a sudden we have all these different choices available and totally different pathways emerge. So now I'm tugging in my reality because I'm not allowing his reality in that moment to derail mine. What I did allow to affect me in a different way was his possibility reality. Well, I've let both his realities affect me. So anyway, this is what I'm trying to show you is that if I didn't need to be right or to react to prove a point, we would have different possibilities. But when I need to be right or react to prove a point, we don't. We have one choice. And that's to get to the rightness of my point of view, have him see it. And then what? We don't know. Usually it's we all we, we go away after that conversation and then relax. And then we are more ourselves after. And that's when all the creative stuff happens. So that's a relationship example. I also wanted to show you this in regards to money, because if you didn't need money, what would you lose? This is why I called this show this. You know, if I didn't need to prove my point with Andres, what would I lose? Rightness. 
I lose rightness if I don't need to prove my point. The other thing I was afraid I was going to lose, and this is the thing about losing, can an infinite being actually lose anything? You're an infinite being with infinite choice and infinite possibilities. You are energy and space and consciousness. Can you actually lose anything? No, but you can tell yourself the story that you're going to lose something. And for the most part, we are holding on to, for dear life, our rightness, and we are unwilling to lose our rightness. So, you know, if I didn't need to prove my point, what would I lose? I would lose my rightness. If I lose my rightness, then I lose face, then I lose my pride. You know, if I'm going down that pathway, it just gets worse and worse. But if I don't need to be right, if it's just interesting what's happening and I can just kind of watch it like a circus, all of that goes away, right? None of those consequences occur because I'm just, it just goes away. So let's look at this with money. If you didn't need money, what would you lose? And I think this is really important to look at because I see a lot of us doing this thing where we're unwilling to let go of, I'm going to use the word pathetic. I don't love that because I think we judge ourselves when somebody says it, but it's like we're unwilling to lose our fallback position of I can't, or we're unwilling to lose being unsuccessful or we're unwilling to lose failure, or we're unwilling to lose needing to be taken care of. I was having a conversation with a really great friend of mine. I just love this woman. And she is potent and powerful and capable and has all the gifts. Recognize yourself, right? And she's in. she's gotten herself into a position financially where her life requires quite a bit of money every month to run. And one of her sources of revenue is a source that's no longer working for her, if you know what I mean. A lot of you do. So she's looking at changing the source of revenue, all right, quitting it, going, "Mm, no more. What that will mean is that she's got quite a hefty chunk of less money coming in every month if she chooses that. What that also means is if she chooses that her life still requires that money, is she would have to step up and generate that money herself. Could she? Yes. Will she? So if she didn't need the relationship, what would she lose? If she didn't need the spoiler alert, if she didn't need this source of revenue, what would she lose? Well, my friend would lose her anonymity right? She will no longer be able to remain anonymous. She would lose her story uh, that she can't do it herself. She would lose the ability to back out because here's the thing. The thing about money is that it invites us to be greater. Everything that costs money invites us to be greater. We got to step up to have what we want to have. So the way she's created her life right now, she needs quite a bit of money per month that she hasn't really been the source of for herself in a very long time. So she'd have to step up regularly, like right now, 100% of the time for the next probably three years for her life to really work if she chooses this. She would lose her freedom from her point of view, but she would gain freedom from another point of view. You see what I'm saying? So she would be in one breath being willing to be owned by her life and simultaneously relinquish her freedom to what she's chosen as her life. 
And this is why we keep need in place, right? So if we look at the relationship again, like my need to be right, where, what is that? Why would anybody need to be right? I don't believe I'm going to be okay if I don't defend my point of view, essentially. Is that true? Is that real? Or is that a presumptive reality? That's a presumptive reality. Would an infinite being not be okay if they lost their point of view? No. So all these things we're fighting for with need are things we believe we can't lose. But the truth is you can. So I want to give you one question that you can play with today that a lot of you've heard before, but maybe now this gives it a little different context. Who or what are you unwilling to lose? And I mean, what are you unwilling to lose? What's, what's the position you're unwilling to lose? What's the energy you're unwilling to lose? What's the, um, you know, the, I'm going to use this, don't hate me, or do. What's the irresponsibility that you're unwilling to lose, right? Like, are you willing to be fully responsible, balls deep for your life? Or are you still doing that thing or more than one thing that goes, mm, I don't really want to have to like do the whole thing myself, which means I'm willing to suffer to a certain degree so that I don't have to. And then I get to complain about that because I don't really like that, but I'm still not willing to like step into the ring and go, whatever the fuck it takes, I am in it. I'm doing it right. That's where you lose need. You lose. That's where you lose need and you gain you. So it's like, who or what are you unwilling to lose that if you were willing to lose them or it would give you all of you? And, you know, the thing about if we even like circle back around to my relationship example with Andres, I give myself up every time I go into reaction. It doesn't feel like that. It feels like I'm trying to get me. But even that right there is an indicator trying to get me. I already am me. I have me. I can choose to be me. But that right there requires a new muscle. That requires me to be more, most stronger, more strong than I've been before. To main, Not to maintain my reality, to choose my reality in the face of what anyone else is choosing, which is harder when it's somebody you care about you tend to give yourself away quicker when it's somebody you care about but okay fine it's harder so you know like I give myself away every time I react so it would be kinder to me and then to him too like this would be kinder to everybody as it turns out when you're kind to you it's kind to everybody to allow him the fluctuations allow myself the fluctuations also too and just watch them and let them happen and then move on. That would create more ease for everyone. And that would create a different possibility for him too. Like if we all have those moments where we go nuts, I'm so grateful for my friends that are space when I go crazy because when they are space and I'm going crazy, I can see it faster. <laughs> if they get into my crazy with me, we're both drowning. It's no good, right? So it's way more of a gift for somebody to be space with me. So I would be gifting him and me with that choice. But the same is true of finances. When I go into insanity and need and worry and stress, I'm giving myself away to, to what? The belief that I need money. Do I need money or is it just something I like to have? I don't need money. 
I just want to keep living the way that I want to live. So therefore I need money. So I can choose money and I can have money and I can be the source of money if I choose. But if I go into all kinds of panic and stress and worry about that, then I give myself away and everyone around me suffers, including me. So I lose me in the process. Need means you lose you. And you are the resource you need for your life to work. I am the resource I need for my relationship to be more peaceful for it's not that I'm the source of everything, but I'm a, I'm a huge contributor. And, and for money and my life and my business to really work. My life and my business really work when I step up and I create it. They stop working when I withdraw and I detach and I disengage. You might want to look at that for yourself. Have you disengaged from your life and your business and money? And is that why it's not working? Have you disengaged from being conscious? Conscious just means includes everything, judges nothing. You know, when you go into reaction, are you engaging or disengaging from consciousness? And so one, one big question is who or what are you unwilling to lose that if you were willing to lose them would give you all of you? If you didn't need this, whatever, fill in the blank, if you didn't need it, what would you lose? And are you willing because really everything is yours with the willingness to lose. I know this is an advanced conversation. I'm really grateful for you guys hanging around. Um, I'd like to invite you to the birthday sale because in the shop, like I have five, six big five clearing loops. There's a big five clarity night, which I think is just everybody should have that. Um, there's just there's clearing loops there's energy pulls there's business and money energy exercises there's so much in there there's study series on projections expectations separations judgments rejections beyond the utopian ideal the 10 keys to total freedom everything in the shop for my birthday is 35 percent off for you for the next three days so if you head into crystaljoycrawford.com store there's a code right at the top you can get everything you need everything you need when you you pull in to your reality what works for you in that moment the thing is we pull everything into our reality now that you know that you can be more conscious about what you pull into your reality do you want to keep pulling into your reality disaster or something else do you want to keep pulling into your reality reaction or something else do you want to keep pulling into your reality decay or something else? Do you want to keep pulling into your reality need or something else? You are the source. You are the source. So what energy, space, and consciousness can you and your body be to be the source you truly be for all eternity? And what would it take to be willing to be responsible for what it is you create in the world and everything that doesn't allow it times Godzillion where you destroy it and create it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, buck, all nine shorts, boys, poets, and beyonds. I love you. Happy birthday to me. Have a happy moment to you. And if you love this, share it with a friend, leave a review, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this show. My target is to make consciousness 
easy to find. So if you enjoyed this, please leave a five-star review and also share this with a friend who you know might be looking for more consciousness in their life. You can visit me on crystaljoycrawford.com and to learn more about the incredible life-changing tools of access consciousness, go to accessconsciousness.com and theclearingstatement.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Mm -hmm.